Ground. It's baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Lauren. And with me, as always, is... I'm Steven. And also with us is... <laughs> You're having fun doing doing my new laughing intro, aren't you? It is fun. It is fun. I see why you do it. Why this is your postseason <laughs> intro. It's a lot of fun. Um, we're we're being each other for Halloween. In case you guys haven't uh, haven't figured that out, it's spooky season. Yeah. Yeah. I, this, this is this is the most important and and interesting part about this episode. <laughs> yes. It has given me a newfound appreciation for what Jane brings to the podcast. I cannot do what she does. <laughs> this was this was take four. Please take over. Please, please, please <laughs> right, I'll take over. over. I'll take over. Uh, okay, so we're back. Uh, yeah, it's 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 the end of October. All right, setting the stage. End of October. And who who would have thought we'd be here? We have the just absolute chaos. And who thrives in chaos? Steven. Oh, I, I I thought we were introducing our guest. No, I'll introduce the guest <laughs> in a second. Uh yes, it's me. Hi. Really I, I am I am Mr. Chaos Boy. How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, we need to check in on you before we get to the guest. We're gonna I'm need sure you okay. We're gonna need a lot of time before we get into how okay. I'm doing. <laughs> All right, well let's just get to the guest then. We have a I'm alive. Week. Yeah, we have a guest, really spe- really special guest this week. One that I've yeah, I've been really looking forward to. It's Sean Doolittle. How are you doing, Sean? I don't think I'm doing quite as good as Steven, but I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody outside the Philadelphia uh, great the greater Philadelphia region is doing better than Steven right now. Which is funny because I am not in the greater Philadelphia region right now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, yes, fair. yes. Hi, welcome, Sean. I was hoping to see the uh, Rally Thirst jersey, uh, but I guess you you got to save that for the games. <laughs> Yo, oh, uh, yes, I. Th- that true. is a game time. That is a game time thing. Got, uh, uh, unfortunately, I can't just give. I can't just give this chest hair away for free. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little peek there with the with the necklace and everything. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Premium Patreon subscribers only. That's yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. the next. That's the next tier. They ban sexual content on Patreon. We can't do that. <laughs> Wait, did they really? We do that. Yeah, I think so. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, well, bat- please subscribe to the batting around only fans. <laughs> <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> You'll be coming soon. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. So, uh, what do we have to talk about, guys? Yeah, what is there? <laughs> oh, World Series. It's coming up. It's coming up. And guess who's in there? The Philadelphia Phillies are in there, which is way more exciting than the other team that's in there. Right? <laughs> right? Is that how we're yeah. For yeah. us, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, it's, hard to, it's hard to take a temperature on, like, neutral fans because, like, I'm just so used to like everybody hating the Astros and then everybody just like not hating the Phillies, but just like kind of like what are, like what are you get what are you doing here? They hate them here. Uh because everybody really soured on Philadelphia fans here in Minnesota after oh the, yeah I the recall 2018 I, uh, I'm NFL very aware season. of that. <laughs> so the biggest bunch of babies in the world they're like they were mean to an old lady and like they <laughs> they, they made the they mistake were, of yeah they were they would they went crazy in their own town like who cares it was awesome they made the it's mistake great. of coming into the city of Philadelphia and being corny right 
<laughs> right. Yeah, come on. At no, least at not. least those Padres bozos were corny in San Diego. So yeah, like we didn't yeah. clown on them as hard as we sh- probably should have. The, the yeah. you talk about the guys that were the the, the song. Oh, the song's perfect. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Feelings go lose. Those guys, yeah, those guys. That's what's in. It's a bop. Oh, you know what? Okay, is that better or worse than last year's um, ad that they took down the uh, the season's so theatrical one? Remember the MLB on Broadway ad? Oh, God. Oh, I wow. forgot about that. Remember that? Oh, my God. I tortured you guys with that for an entire episode. You did. Too. No, I... Uh, <laughs> so last year's World Series uh, was brain-bleached from... My yeah. entire right, right, yeah. I, season, I don't recall a single this detail about it. is so much more fun than last seasons, honestly. Right, I mean, it's still no 2019, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, pandering, pandering. <laughs> I, yeah, 2019 was really fun, and I'm looking forward to an insider's insight on yeah. how a underdog NL East team can defeat the juggernaut <laughs> yeah. Houston Astros. Yeah. How, how do you put the blood in your veins? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think, first of all, I think the, the playoffs have been largely awesome. Um, yeah. I was super skeptical of adding the the sixth seed and expanding the playoffs. <laughs> and Same. Um, yeah, we all were too. But I think it's been, it's been awesome. It's been chaos. And uh, I I think that's what the that's what I think most fans want out of the playoffs. You had you had some Dodgers people, especially early on, that were complaining about the format <laughs> and basically saying that the Dodgers should just be in the World Series. Um, they should just be crowned. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. man, that was. I, <laughs> we talked about that a bunch I, last I week. Heard I was yeah, yeah. To like it's still, yeah. it, it's so cringe. Um, <laughs> because somebody said on your episode last week, I'm not sure if it was Craig or Charles or um, or, or who said it, but the, you know the the chaos in the playoffs is, should be a feature, you know, not mm-hmm. a bug. Yeah. Like this should be, um, we want this kind of parity in the game. We want fans to be watching and interested in the playoffs because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, in the in the American League, you didn't quite get as much of that. The Astros are just right. playing so good right now, unfortunately for. Uh, for for steven uh and the phillies but um uh i think it's been it's been so fun to watch especially the nl side um and like i mean what are the odds that the phillies in the first year the six seed the first ever six seed yeah and the first the first year of the universal dh they ride both of right. those things to the World Series because they don't get to the World Series without, without the DH. They absolutely do not. They don't make the playoffs <laughs> without the DH. Yeah, I mean they're they were playing this whole season with like seven DHs. So no, it's that's really not lucky even. That they had that. That's one. not even <laughs> it. Bryce Harper is injured. Right. Right. Yeah. He, he is. He, he like throw. we have a team full of DHs, and we have a person who knows how to field as a permanent as our permanent DH because he's injured <laughs> and can't. Fucking... The only gold, like like regular gold glove on the team. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's preposterous. <laughs> I mean, they took full advantage. I mean, give them credit. They they built their team going into this season. You know, by acquiring Schwarber, by acquiring Castellanos, and you know they had Harper. Mm-hmm. Like you, you kind of saw that they might rotate through their DHs. Um, 
And I mean, it, it worked for him. He, you know, those two guys had to play everyday corner outfield, but um, allowing Parker oh, yeah. to still anchor the, the lineup uh, because of the DH. I mean, and he had, you know, an MVP season. Right. Totally. And yeah. I, I respect so much the design philosophy of building a team by going, by looking at like the 2015 to 2016 uh, Royals and being like, we're going to do the opposite <laughs> of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not worrying too much about the bullpen. We're not worrying too much about getting on base. We're just going to hit the fucking shit out of that ball and yeah. really hope the ball is still flying like it's been. You don't need speed on the bases if all your guys are jogging after home run, you know? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no point at all. You know, so. They, they Absolutely. And that's, that's yeah, another feature, not both. Yeah. It's, well, especially in that ballpark, too. I mean, maybe that, that factored into it, especially for the Royals as well. They needed they needed outfielders that could cover probably the biggest outfield in the league besides Coors Field um, in Kansas City. Um, they needed this the speed to, to be a huge part of their offense because they weren't driving the ball out of the ballpark the way that some other teams were around that time. And um, yeah, so they, they, they embrace that. And the Phillies that they play in a much smaller ballpark, a much more hitter friendly ballpark. um, And they just like leaned into that. And uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely worked for them. And I think like right now, like um, they've been, um, they've been fun to watch. Um, I grew up a Phillies fan. I'm from South Jersey. Um, so I can somewhat relate to what this run has meant to, to Phillies fans and, um, my high school buddies and my, my friends from home are all still massive Philly sports fans. So, um, you know, this has been, it's been fun to follow them. I think they, they're playing with, uh, a really incredible energy right now and confidence. Like you can yeah. see them like having fun out there. I wanted to ask you about that because everybody keeps talking about like in all these interviews, like what, why are they, what's, what's the thing that, you know, is powering them to this. And it's just like, Oh, they're all having fun and there's good clubhouse ken- chemistry and they're all confident. And I'm like, vibes. like people talk about that kind of people talk about vibes like all the time it's not like a quantifiable thing for a baseball team like you can't build a team around vibes but like how how important are good vibes for a run like this like is that a real thing because like is that what happened in 2019 teams with bad vibes have won right right but i think when it comes to the playoffs like um you, you know you're talking about now we have the best 12 teams in baseball so all the teams are good so it's going to be really difficult for you to just steamroll the rest of the teams based on pure talent alone. Um, you're going to have to catch some breaks. Um, there's going to have to be some yeah. things that go your way. You're still going to have to capitalize on them. Um, you know, I'm thinking about like the Profar at bat, the check swing when he's facing Dominguez. Right. Like <laughs> if that goes the other way and that's ball four and there's two guys on base, like that's a completely different inning. Um, you, you know, and um I mean, I still honestly don't know if he went or not. Um, but like, yeah, I think it was close. He enough, didn't. But like, he he super. <laughs> yeah, didn't. I mean, he was trying to get out of the way. He had started his swing for sure, but he was, you know, mm-hmm. like I think he was gonna hold up, but then he was trying to get out of the way because Dominguez yanked it, it, it cut on him, uh, and and it, like so, I think like his, him changing his balance and center of gravity caused the bat to go a little farther than whatever. Whatever it's, he's kind of you know on his, he was kind of like on his heels, you know, like hitters are when they're in the, the middle of the swing, yeah. like that. I, it's just like, yeah, it kind of makes it look like a swing, but it could have just been him being. Yeah, I mean, little, yeah. Check. little yeah. things like that, yeah. like you got to catch some breaks and then capitalize on them. 
your stars, mm-hmm. your stars have to show up. Your best players have to show up. Yeah. And I think like, you know, y- you have to get important contributions from your role players and the rest of your roster. There's going to have to be maybe some other guys that step up, but like your horses, whether it's, you know, your, your number one and two starters or the guys in the middle of your lineup that, that are getting, you know, the, the big bucks, um, they have to show up because when they perform in on that stage, it, it, it puts everybody else at ease. They don't feel, they no longer feel like they have to do more. Um, mm. You know, they can slide in and just do their role because, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the studs taking care of business. So you look at the Phillies, like Harper, soon as the, soon as the playoffs started, he just started going off like in, in oh, St. Yeah. Louis, mm-hmm. like it was obvious that he was locked in. Um, and then, you know, Schwarber, um, you know, and Hoskins really came on, uh, I think what in the division series, right. Um, a little bit later, Schwarber, Schwarber turned it on in the championship series. Hoskins, Hoskins looked pretty bad until the division series. And then he's, and ever since he kind of like clicked, it's been like fucking yeah. his yeah. offense has been crazy. His defense has not been, but his he offense had, no, has been yeah. crazy. In the CS, he had the, he had a, the one pretty bad, uh, error at first base, but like, then he, then we had like the Reese Hoskins game. <laughs> right yeah. After yeah. that. So yeah. And I mean, yeah. To be two, honest, two run home runs. Yeah. I mean, good for him. Like I've, I've, I, I feel genuinely happy for him. He's been the, yeah. he's the longest tenured Philly. Um, they've been through a lot during his time there. Um, and for him to be major ups and downs for that guy, for him to be, I ride to hell for that man has been, has been fun to watch. Like I'm, I'm stoked about that, but I think Harper setting the tone, um, you know, has allowed Schwarber and Hoskins and the rest of the lineup uh, to kind of not feel like they have to press, find their, you know, find their spot. And, uh, they've they've been able to capitalize on that and i i think the other thing is is the vibes like i don't think you can underestimate it in the playoffs like it was a mm-hmm. huge part of our run in in 2019 um catching the break in the in the wild card game where the ball skips away from grisham um you after that you we kind of felt like um shoot like do we have the devil magic this year like like the guys guys in the clubhouse were like i've never been on a team that caught a break like that like right yeah the the nationals had hadn't made it past the first round of the playoffs um you know since coming back to dc at that time so nobody yeah and i remember early in the seat like early in like midway through the season they were kind of written off too yeah we 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 started bad we had i think the second worst record in baseball at the end of may yeah um and Starting in June, like from June on, I think we had the best record in baseball. Like it, it was just two completely different seasons, and so we felt like we had momentum going into that game, into the wild card game. But um, we were still losing in the bottom of the eighth, and had to come from behind, catch a break, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, then after that, it's like it's like shoot, like why not? Like we just caught, we had our backs against the wall. We pulled, we pulled a rabbit out of a hat. And now we're going to L.A to play the Dodgers. So I think that year had won 108 games. Like yeah. they're, I mean, everybody, they, they were heavy favorites to the point where we showed up for game one and two in LA and the place wasn't even sold out when we got there. Like we still had like 15,000 people there, but like, you know, one yeah. of the, one of the, one of the coolest things to do at Dodger stadium is you take the elevator up to the top of the, of the upper deck uh, behind home plate and you get an awesome view of the hills and, and LA and a cool view looking down into the ballpark. And 
security guard was telling us the guy that escorted us up there was like yeah like it's not even sold out tonight like we're still gonna get like 45 50,000 people but there's still tickets available like i think people dodgers fans especially just thought they were gonna roll and um you know i don't understand why people thought that um but like then you go in there and you for we forced the game five um and again pulled a magic pulled a rabbit out of our hat in in game five Mm -hmm. um you know the back-to-back homers to tie the game and how he's grand slam in the 10th like now we're like oh my gosh like there's no way we can lose right like we're just no matter how what the game (laughs) no matter how bad the game is going we're just gonna find a way right and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) so many of the guys on that team it was their first time going through it um we'd only had a couple guys with world series experience like jan gomes was with cleveland when they went in 16 and max and annabelle were on the tigers team that lost to the giants in 2012 um and hunter strickland was the only one in the clubhouse that had a ring um he wasn't on the active roster for for the world series but he was with the team and traveling with the group and um he was the only one that had a world series ring so like was he like giving advice and shit? Um, on like he he did he carried the ring around and um, I remember a couple times like he would be sitting in his locker and he would pull the box out and he would open it up and just kind of like show it to guys like and be like this is what you're playing <laughs> for you know like um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were all, and you know every time like no I'd never seen a I don't think I'd seen a ring in person before and I was like you know you got to take it out and put it on and feel how heavy it is and everything and you're just like it even a, even at that point in my life like it, it it winning the world series was such an abstract thing um i never made it past the first yeah. round of the playoffs either um and so even like when we beat the when we beat the dodgers like we celebrated like i think we celebrated more after that than after we won the world series uh actually i don't know about that but like <laughs> yeah you had a fucking legendary <laughs> celebration that, was our world that summer like that. or that winter yeah, yeah. i mean the, the main difference from the fan perspective there's no one in dc was climbing poles yeah <laughs> sadly we're not a pole climbing city i i am i listen every city's different they got different cultures they do different things yeah we had some very respectful happy hours <laughs> before we yeah <laughs> okay so, networking so head. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. But like we had it, like, so the, vibes, like the Phillies have dancing on my own. Like that's what I was just about to say. You guys had, had a song. Like we we had a song <laughs> that we blasted after every win and became like I was our gonna, I was gonna ask if dancing on my own is you is the the call. Yeah, it was the for, it's, for this. That's mm-hmm. similar. Um, I remember like when we were making the when we were in the World Series. No, when we were in the NLCS against the Cardinals, there was a company that sent just sent a bunch of golf shirts to the locker room, Washington nationals <laughs> golf shirts. They were red polo shirts, co- short sleeve collar shirts, and nobody really knew what to make of it. So like we put them on all the relievers, all the pitchers put them on because, and we went out and did batting practice in the polo shirts and everything. Cause we were like, we were like joking around like, Hey guys, this is a business trip. Okay. Like we have to take, (laughs) (laughs) um, and I think having a whole group of veteran guys that were going through the playoff experience like that for the first time and making a deep run, like we're all, um, 
there were nerves that it, it, there was, it, it was anxious at times and stressful at times, but we were able to have like just enough fun with it that we could play loose enough to have, like win ball games and step up in big mm-hmm. moments. And, and I think I see a lot of that with the Phillies, like you can't underestimate the confidence and the, and the energy that they're playing with right now. You know, every time somebody gets a hit, they got like a hand signals that they're giving back to the, uh, to the dugout, right. you know, they're, Bryce is underlining the Phillies on his jersey and um, their baby shark. Yeah, they, sort of yeah. Thing. I mean, the Astros have that too now. Like, you look at the Astros, yeah. like, you know, that's just like kind of how they roll like all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But like, this is, you know, seeing this run from the Phillies, um, I see a lot of the, uh, a lot of similarities. So you never know. Do you think there's like a reverse of of that for the for the um you know for the favorites coming in? Like there's so much pressure on them to 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 win and to perform so well that it might be yeah. like you know kind of a negative. Yeah, I think on them. um I, I'm I'm totally speculating here. I don't know. If, I don't know for sure, but like um I've been on teams where um you know you get to the playoffs and uh you you find yourself facing elimination and that elimination game stops going well it's not going your way and it's like oh no like we can't this can't happen again and you start pressing um because you're trying to do too much um which is uh i think back to when i was with the a's in 2012 and 13 both times in the division series in game five we matched up with with the tigers and verlander got both of those starts and uh i think he pitched a shutout at least eight innings in both games. Like it, he was locked in and it, and I remember by like the second or third inning of game five in 2013, we were all like, no, this can't happen again. Like we can, and, and it, it guys, you could see guys pressing and, and, you know, we were mm-hmm. all feeling it. And I think there's similar vibes for some of those teams that won a hundred plus games during the regular season that, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this, they found themselves down in the series and that, I don't know if it, it's entirely within the realm of possibility that they started pressing um, because, you know, it's like, shoot, we won 106 games, 108 games, whatever it is. We can't lose to the, you know, to this team that was the five seed or whatever. Um, you know, so, I mean, that could be, it, it could be, uh, it, it could be a number of things. Guys just trying to do too much. I mean, the playoffs are so emotional. There's so much more adrenaline, like, um, that's why, like, that's why we play them, like, because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know how guys are going to mm-hmm. respond to it. And that's why the chaos is good. Yes. Yeah. If it, mm-hmm. if just the higher seed always won every time, then that's boring as hell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. my naive, my super naive hope is that like long term, this format does actually uh, end up being good for the game. Um, you know, in mm-hmm. a bigger picture, because now teams are like shoot like all we got to do is get to the playoffs. So like we got to build a team that can get to the playoffs. Um, Whereas like, you know, because the uh, sorry, Steven, but Atlanta won last year and they won 88 games. Um, You know, Uh Phillies have won 87 games in the regular season there. They steamrolled it through the, the the national league playoffs. I mean, um, you know, players have felt for a long time that all you got to do is get a ticket. Like you, anything can happen Uh once, once it starts. And, um, you know, you guys alluded to it in your last episode, Billy Bean, you know, famously saying it's a crapshoot, uh, once the playoffs start, like it's a whole new season and anything can happen. 
Um, so now it's like teams, maybe you don't need, maybe if you're in the NL West, you don't need to be afraid of, you know, shoot, well, the Dodgers and Padres are going to be good for a while. So we'll wait to try to be competitive. We'll wait for our window to open once there's closes. It's like, no, just go, there's no, just go for it. You, you win, mm-hmm. yeah. if you win 87, 88 games, like you're probably in the playoffs now. So like, well, you- yeah, hell, the Dodgers went in the playoffs in 2020 with only 43. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's the, it's like, it could go the other way. Oh, too, I know, I know. That's why I said it, it was yeah. naive of me to think this way. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's yeah, like, it's, we're, you know, okay, well, you know, we're not going to be a 101 win team, but like, I mean, the more teams on the fringe of it might be like, well, shit, all we need to do is get to 88. Let's keep going up then. Let's, let's do a little bit more. So like, yeah, there's there might be not as many teams trying to be 100 win teams, but there might be more trying to be 84 win, 86 win teams. So I don't know. It's as yeah. long as honestly, as long as there are fewer teams intentionally trying to be like 100 loss teams, yeah. I'm right. good. Right, I also right, right, I do right. think also there's an element here that we're like until we really know the books of these teams, it's really hard to say if there is like this big financial because I don't know people teams where they win 100 games that's another 30 something games where someone's going to go home after and buy a t-shirt until we actually have an idea of the money that's actually flowing in from winning games i I always think it's a little reductive to just be like every team is only going to shoot for being like a barely over 500 if that's an automatic in the the math on that we we just don't have all the numbers right yeah that's a good point like you 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 build a product that your fans are genuinely excited about and those people are going to pay for subscriptions to watch the games on TV. They're going to pay for merch. Right. They're going to pay for tickets because they want to go see the games. Like, you know, so, um, so yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. And who knows next big round of uh, cable deal valuations. It could all be up in the, in the air again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really excited for that Bally sports North deal to expire. <laughs> going back to vibes. Um, I want to talk about something that happened. Can we please talk about the Yankees? (laughs) (laughs) My segue there was from Sean saying, talking about the guys underperform, like the stars underperforming. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you can bring up your specific uh, thing that you're driving at here. Sure. I am obsessed (laughs) with the fact that the New York Yankees we're down three to nothing in the ALCS. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> and their mental skills coach, Chad Bowling, sent around highlight clips from the 2004 ALCS. Wait, what happened in 2004? Because... <laughs> Gee, I wonder. How are you gonna how are you gonna try to motivate your team? By showing them clips of the darkest moment in its history. Just like deep fake some like tigers uniforms onto the like, players or something. Seriously. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable thinking obviously, about this. Like I'm cringing. I'm like, Obviously, <laughs> okay. none of those players, I was, none, of, I, none of the 2022 Yankees right. were 2004 Yankees. This is true. However, you have multiple confirmed Yankees fans <laughs> on that team. You've got right. Harrison Bader. You've got um, who's the other one? There's another Cole? one who like grew up a Yankees Cole, fan. Yeah, Cole, yeah. And it's just like, 
oh, cool. Here, watch the Red Sox kicking your ass because it's just like I'm glad that we're that we're getting, <laughs> that you gave your your reaction to that because I wasn't sure if it was going to be like that or if it was going to be like, hey, we're professionals. That's not our team. Kind of your fandom dies when you become a professional player. But like that is funny to know. Yeah, that, Sean. Like, oh, what if no, you're still? <laughs> what if you were? What if you were on that team and that happened? How would you react? Uh, I, I honestly, not positive, (laughs) not probably the way the guy was thinking I would react. Um, She, like, I mean, I I think one of one of the most motivating a team like one of the most interesting parts of the the fallout after they've been they were eliminated was have you got Michael K is just like going off like, a, like, mm-hmm. um, Oh, that was so good. He, he did say, he was like, what are we doing? This was the, this was the, one of the lowest points in franchise history. You get, you, you blow a three, nothing lead to your arch rival. And now we're, we're trying to spin that as, as a uh, motivation, you know, for our own comeback. It's, it's just, it's just weird. Like just do, just do what like most teams do. And like, Put like three hundred on the TV in the clubhouse, or like put Gladiator yeah. on, or something. Like, yeah, play do play all the songs from the Army recruitment commercials. <laughs> you know, put on Traps. You know, put on Stained, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. yeah. I, I, a couple of clubhouses like a motivational prayer. Yeah, right. I can't. I just. I don't know. I just. I. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that was the best. Not that I, I don't think it really like played into the game. It's it's a funny it's a funny like storyline. I think, but um, mm-hmm. really, I think the worst thing about it is like the fact that you're doing it in in with the New York media market going like definitely going to oh, find out about yeah. this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, like, I, I just if you're trying to manifest something, right? Like the vibes, right? Like you want to see. There's so many amazing historic things that have happened to the Yankees organization. Like Mm -hmm. they have, and they'll remind you of it, like 27 world series championships. Uh Like they've won rings since then, since that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They won it in 2009. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Well, Steve, was that your first year as a Phillies fan? Uh, It's hard to really put a, put like a, a pinpoint on it but like technically yes yeah because i um, it didn't hurt I heard you say like you didn't that... you weren't really a full fan for the for the 08 team no i i hated sports because i was a gay little nerd and i was like oh sports <laughs> sports hate me so i hate them um but then the phillies won the world series and i had to take my mom to the parade because my dad's disabled and it would have meant the world to her so i was like yeah i'll go with you whatever and i got there and i'm like Oh, this is what sports can be. <laughs> yeah. Let me check this shit yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so technically 09's like my first year, but That's like the one the one that hurt the most was eleven. Yeah. Uh because mm. that was A the best team in Philly's history and B kind of I, I had to get to that point where I like really understood it and yeah, like yeah, yeah. felt it. Yeah. Like when the when the Yankees beat the Phillies in 09, I was like, oh, wow, that really sucks. Uh, like if that happened to me now, I would be like inconsolable for a week. <laughs> we'll talk to you in about nine days. <laughs> well, context is different. Yeah, it it's, is. it's all about yeah. like 
like 2009, they were looking to repeat. This year, uh, they looked like they were dead in the last week of the season, That's and true. they wouldn't have made the playoffs if they hadn't gotten expanded. Oh, and now they're in the World Series after completely embarrassing two of my most hated teams of all time. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, sacrificing the Padres in the process. R.I.P. They're playing with house money. Like it's it's total ha- like like I will be sad. I will cry. But if they lose the World Series this year, would be would would still be considered an overwhelming success. I'm calling total bullshit. You'll you'll be devastated. You'll you'll be crazy. No, I told you I will be devastated. <laughs> I told you this. I, that that I know you're relatively win, new. Yeah. I know you're relatively new to Phillies fandom, but that's not how Phillies fans take losing. Like even in the World <laughs> Series, like I'm gonna need you to like melt down and go on a Twitter rant and. <laughs> I'm a good little boy. <laughs> this this was something famously that chill I wanted Phillies to. Fans. I yeah, have famously I wanted... never I have famously never melted down on twitter.com. Yeah. This is something I wanted to talk about um since I think a lot, you know, a ton of people are jumping on the Phillies uh bandwagon here. That's so weird. It's so Isn't weird. Isn't it bizarre? Yeah. But since so many people are doing that like how should I properly be a Philadelphia sports sicko? Uh, you know, I think you have for to get, the next week and a half or so. I think like the first thing is like you have to get like beaten with a sock filled with pennies, <laughs> a little bit. You have to say you have to say John a lot. Uh, so, uh Jane, Jane, say it with me. Water, 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 water. Well, I I've already said that a bunch of times because I I say it back to you every time you say it on the show. Get some hoagies. Yeah, yeah. Get some hoagies, hoagies. for game. Yeah. Really yeah, strong opinions get... about gas food, gas station food. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, we, okay, we, we did a whole bonus on, bonus episode on that. We all know these that. things, but like, give me some like some like deep cuts. If I really want to impress some like real, you know, fanatic sickos, like, what do I do here? Like, there's got to be more to it than just you know, wah wah, uh, throwing batteries, get blackout like drunk that. in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah, in there. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm from the upper Midwest. We like doing that too. Start by watching the documentary from the 93 Phillies team, whatever it takes, okay. dude. Oh, yeah. There you go. Rem- and remember, my some, remember some guys. And then just my yeah. mother's favorite baseball just team. Just reference. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a John Crook tattoo. <laughs> That's what I'm going <laughs> I'm watching that tonight. I love those kinds of things. A uh, uh, wire by wire about the Reds in '86. Those kinds of old, we don't they, don't they don't make those like they used to. They yeah. really don't. No. Oh, everybody I know owns the uh, the like the VHS tapes of like the documentaries of the the '87 and '91 Twins teams. That one, mm. like every single person up here has those. It's like you move into a new house and it's like yeah, it's, it's got there. you know. It's... <laughs> leftover furniture maybe an appliance or two and like oh yeah these that was when when we we moved to south jersey in 92 so the the 93 phillies were like my introduction to uh being a you know phillies fan and that that's what started to get me hooked and um i remember i watched that document my friends and i would watch that documentary a lot like uh, in the following years there were some lean years after that but like um you know those uh that that team is pretty iconic um, uh, for for this mm-hmm. generation. It's good to relive memories, yeah. Um, where in South Jersey? I grew up in Tabernacle, which is like oh shit, yeah, 
out Route 70. On the way to the shore. Down a shore. Yeah, going down a shore, <laughs> you can stop at Wawa, get some hoagies. Have I ever done my my full like sicko accent sentence on this podcast? I don't before? think so. What is it? <clears throat> now listen, if you spill water all over your radiator, that's no good. You got to go across the street to your neighbor's house, ask if their daughter is there. She'll have a towel you can borrow, but she's only yeah. there on Mondays and Tuesdays. <laughs> 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 that's really good that's really good you might have to come in for a patreon exclusive sorry <laughs> at my old job i used to have to talk to people from massachusetts on the phone all the time and i used to be pretty good at doing the massachusetts accent and mine for that was uh you will eat your chowder oh you will not play cards in the barn <laughs> <laughs> i have devastating news though my um my boyfriend is canadian which is why i am currently in toronto and his accent is slowly starting to affect mine. And the way that it manifests most is every time this word exits my mouth, it's like 50-50 whether or not it comes out as sorry or sorry. And it's really, it's really bad. Every time I say it, I kind of like wince a little bit like, oh, no, I'm getting, I'm getting absorbed into greater Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm the most impressionable person in the world. These people are too fucking polite up here. <laughs> uh, all right, do we want to get a mailbag? Yeah, let's I'm do it. sure we have quite a. I'm sure we have a few good ones. Okay, yeah, we got some good ones. Uh, let's see here. All right, let's just start off with this one. No getting around this. At Cooper Lund, this one's for Sean. What's your favorite dead show, man? <laughs> oh man um uh shoot uh they played uh their show um sunshine daydream show in Venita, oregon in 72 that's one of my favorites and um the other one i i listen to a lot is the red rock show from 78 um is another good one good years for the dead all right they only kind of recently started touring again, right? Like, have you been to one since? Uh... Aren't they doing their last show yeah, or their last tour? Dead and Company, um, which is um, several of the original members, and and John Mayer um, is in Jerry's spot, um, and uh, I think John actually does a really good job. Um, and mm -hmm. I've never been to a show. This summer is going to be their. They're saying it's going to be their final tour, um, so I'll have to see. Uh, if a show lines up with uh, my schedule next year, because I would love to get to one. All right. Uh, at Lake Monster on Twitter, who would you personally strike out on three pitches, Chalamet style? First of all, I don't know how Will Sennett picked Chalamet for that bit. Like, it's yeah, I don't know, but it's so he's good. He's just like, perfect. He's not, yeah. he's just a very he's, funny guy. I don't think he's is he problematic? Like I don't think he's no, no, no. Will's great. Will's great. No, uh, Chalamet. Chalamet is also not Chalamet. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he gave some girls at his college VD in, in, in MIU, but other than oh that, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. But if that's problematic, whatever. then oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> like I would like I don't know maybe like. See, that's the thing. Like, I couldn't think of anybody random, so I was thinking, like, I don't know, like a Jordan Peterson. Like, sure, well, there you go. Just oh, be yeah. able to be like, yeah. you've been out since the day you were born. 
He would. <laughs> do you have, can you imagine how much Jordan Peterson would cry from like a ninety-one mile an hour fastball with movement coming at him? Yeah, like, like yeah, Jordan Peterson, your books sucked. <laughs> like, yeah, you've been out since the day you were born. Yeah, it would put him into another medically induced coma, like that one he was in in Serbia or whatever. Is that the one where yeah, he ate yeah. meat for like? Yeah, he ate nothing but yeah. meat for all meat diet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh God. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Uh, Richard Staff. Sorry, right, here we go. Oh boy. Yeah, ask him. He knew you were coming on the show. Ask him his thoughts on our Lord and Savior, Todd Frazier. The Todd Father. Yeah, the Todd Father. <laughs> the patron saint of New Jersey. That's right. We love we love our beautiful Todd. I know why Rich asked this question. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I'm uh, uh, Rich likes to remind me a lot of the time Todd hit a home run off me at City Field. Um, yeah, it was, it was during one of my epic meltdowns in City Field, <laughs> you know, and uh, that was a bummer for me because uh, Todd and I go way back. We played against each other in high school. Uh, we played together on Team USA when we were in college, um, and uh, I'd had some success against him before that, um, but he he hit a, a really big home run to tie the game in the ninth inning um, against me in 2019. Um, and Rich, like, you know, as a, like a Mets fan, um, you know, talking to somebody that was on the nationals, that's all Rich has. Like, Rich, find, <laughs> find a new slant, Rich. Yeah. You got to give him a little, little time to heal. His team won 101 games and then blew it in the, in the wild card. <laughs> Rich, we love you. Rich, we love you. I know you're just lashing out. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only person i would have allowed to ask that sort of question uh, find a new slant rich yeah. <laughs> rich i've given up multiple crippling uh, hits to mets players find a new slant yeah. <laughs> is there a is are there any that haunt you is that is that rude to no ask? that's not rude to ask um no um that's good. Uh, like to get like semi-serious for, for a minute. Um, the mm-hmm. one that haunted me um, the most was I, I blew a save in the wildcard game in 2014. Um, I didn't pitch super poorly. Um, it, it just didn't go my way, but that one, that one fucked me up um, mentally for a while. Um, I had uh, that was in 2014. And the, one of the best things you can do is like, um, you, you know, get back on the mound and, and hopefully you get another chance to pitch in the playoffs, but, um, so you can exercise those demons. But I, I tore my rotator cuff in 2015. I didn't pitch again until the very end of that season. I didn't reach the playoffs again until 2017. Um, that one stuck with me for a long time. I had to do like a lot of work to, uh, to put that one behind me. Um, so, uh, the Mets homers in 2019 were, that's like, it, it stung really bad. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, um, I'm much better equipped to to turn the page and, and get focused on the next one. And um, you know, while we're while we're on the, the the subject, I'm actually working with Rich on a on a story that we're doing um, about some of those some of those things that I went through during my career. And um, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. Hell Absolutely. yeah! Very cool. 
that's awesome 2014 that was your the all-star year yeah right? you were, yeah that was yeah there's a that, cause that was the one at target field there's a mural of the uh of the 2014 all-star game and you can find you and they're lined up for the national anthem no way. i uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Up in the um, what used to be the season ticket holders clubhouse, uh, like dining room, but now it's like a bar. Oh yeah, Jane showed that to us. Yeah, yep. that's so cool. Yeah. I've got, so, yeah, very cool. so Sean, I will say, sorry to make it serious, um, but currently, that game has been the most painful playoff loss for me as a fan since 2011 um and i'm hoping to keep it that way which one the the a's royals the a's royals yeah yeah. because because when the phillies were shit and i was getting really into baseball i had to pick other teams to (laughs) to watch that's really on you for picking oakland man like well i picked oakland because they were in philly i'm like all right i gotta i gotta like stay truly loyal to to the to the hometown so i'll just pick their al team that no longer is um and that game fucking sucked and yeah, was tough. i'm sorry to make you think about it again that's tough it, that was tough man it's like um <clears throat> they were talking about we got do little appreciation day out of it though yeah that was that was actually really cool that actually helped a lot um but like uh Ron Darling was talking about it on the broadcast the other day um, about how like every every October there's new heroes right like the, mm-hmm. it, but that also means that there are players that didn't come through for their team in a big spot and like you know how those players respond to that moment is it it can be like a defining moment in their career like how how do you turn that page how do you how do you flip the narrative like how do you um, how do you uh, face that and and move on and it took me a while I probably at the time in 2014 like wasn't I probably didn't do it in the healthiest way I know I didn't do it in the healthiest way um I I didn't know how to do it and um but like I remember by the time the 2017 playoffs rolled around like I was uh, um I had done a lot of work um and uh, I felt so prepared for that like I was like man like last time I was on this stage, like I crashed and burned and like, I'm still here. Like I'm still in the league. Like, um, Mm -hmm. uh, if I can get through that, I can get, I can face literally anything. Um, that, that's how I felt. So I would have loved another shot in an A's uniform, um, you know, to a shot at redemption for that game and for that franchise. Um, um, you know, I've really, those fans, like my heart goes out to them because they're some of the most passionate, loyal fans in the game. And, they deserve it. They deserve. Yep. They deserve yep. uh, a winning team um, and and a team that makes a deep run into the postseason. But uh, uh-huh. that was like a huge. Uh, that was like a turning point for me in my career. As I look back, so um, you know, you gotta you gotta find a way to make it a positive. Hell yeah. Yeah, and they'll they'll get that winning team in a couple of years, uh, and they can share it with Las Vegas. Oh, God. I don't like it. I don't like saying it. Sorry, Alex Basley, but yeah. Um, Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, let's see here. Clark Yeet says, did did you think you'd ever see the minors organized in your life? Oh, good question. No, I honestly didn't. Um, well, yeah. I don't know. In my life, uh, yeah, sure. yes, 
I think in your career, my career. No, I did not. No, I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I had always felt like the momentum was growing. Um, uh, but it just seemed like there were so many hurdles to overcome. Like, um, you know, do the minor leaguers need to form their own union or will they be a sub union or a sister union with our union? Um, how do you organize, how do you organize that many members across that many countries? Um, you know, and it's a, it's a workforce that's constantly changing. Players are constantly getting released and signed. And, um, Mm -hmm. so you have a lot of new faces every year. Um, how do you organize that? Like I, it just felt like it was, uh, there were so many logistical hurdles to overcome. And, and so like, uh, you got to give a ton of credit to more than baseball, uh, to to advocates for minor leaguers who have done so much organizing. Um, especially I think, I think in a weird way, like the pandemic, um, accelerated this so much. Oh, absolutely. Because they, they were shut out the whole year. Yeah. They were shut out in 2020 and a team, a lot of teams were paying them. They weren't providing ways for ways for them to continue to train. Um, it was just a lost year for so many guys. And, and I really think like that kicked it into high gear and those two organizations, more than baseball and advocates, like they stepped up in a huge way and they started like organizing in a grassroots way, you know, just going from like team to team and, and, you know, starting like basically like phone trees or email lists. And like, um, you know, it, it was really cool to see. And a lot has changed in just a couple of years. Now you said it felt like the, the momentum had been building for a while, but was there a point before the recent announcements where like, was it on your radar at all as a tangible thing that was about to hit or no. like, were they so off the grid from MLB at that point? No, um, we had had discussions about it. Uh, the player association had had discussions about it like last year, but like our sites were so focused on, you know, us being locked out. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, <clears throat> that, um, it felt like something like, okay, we can maybe address this next round and we'll use the next five years of this window to really get our ducks in a row and to try to, um, you know, get the finishing touches on the organizing and the logistics of the organizing and stuff like that. Um, so like the, the players and in the major league union had been bringing this up for probably the last like five or six years. It's, it's changed a lot over the course of my career. It's, something guys feel really strongly about and wanted to see happen. Um, and then, uh, uh, but I I still didn't, didn't think it would come together as quickly as it did. So when that news broke, like I didn't believe it right away. I was like, this feels too good to be true. And I think if there's one thing we know in now times, it's like something's too good to be true. It usually is. Um, I was yeah. like, yeah, if you go back and listen to our, our episodes on it, we're just like, all right, where's the poison pill yeah, in this? Like, like what are yeah, they going to try to like, like get okay. out of this? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah like, uh, okay. How are they going to use this against us? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was like my next thought. And, and, you know, how many teams are they going to eliminate to make this happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. And, and so those are questions that like guys in, in the major league baseball player association had, because we were. Uh, you know, once those election cards went out to uh, to the minor league guys, um, we wanted them to know that that we had their back and they had a lot of questions for us and we wanted to be equipped uh, to answer them. Um, so we had we got kind of a crash course for a couple of days and spent, then spent a couple of days talking to minor league guys about it as well. So um, 
but it does it, it doesn't seem like contraction is something that 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 will happen um when when they contracted last time they said this is the structure moving forward they have contracts in place with these teams um they said this was going to be the structure for at least the next nine years um so that would give like seven more years i think uh six or seven more years under the current structure you know they have contracts in place so they would be breaking their own contracts um but you know as we've seen this summer especially like huge corporations there's nothing they won't do to try to break unions so uh, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. uh having um them having the backing of the players association um is huge for them absolutely yeah and and a point of optimism like you said if that was going to be the the big bargaining point for the next one uh that means you get to ask for even more cool shit by by the time that rolls around hell yeah yeah. get some popcorn machines or something yeah i think i think in a in a in a really cool way, like it's better for, for us as players, like that all professional baseball players are, are now unionized under the, the same umbrella. Right. We did, we have different bargaining units. We have different lawyers, um, that we're, we're, we're kind of separate entities under a big umbrella. Um, but the fact that we're all together, I think is much more powerful, um, than having, you know, the guys at the top be organized and, and represented. And then the guys at the bottom kind of fighting for themselves, um, so I think this, uh, this is, it, it's, it's really, really big. Awesome. Okay. Um, at Rockus to asks, <laughs> uh, ask Sean if he's Great ever asked, the, yeah. yeah. Ask Sean if he's ever asked the nationals to have fish play him in a la Timmy trumpet. Oh yeah. I, I wanted to see if, uh, they could play, um, divided sky when I started coming on the bullpen cart and I, I wanted to see if they could play the whole song and, um, I think it'd be cool <laughs> to have a 20-minute jam session uh, before yeah, the yeah, You're just going little loops the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or we could do like you enjoy myself and they could get the trampolines out and they could be jumping on a trampoline <laughs> above the dugout. Um, I think uh, – <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> Trey just jamming out on top of the dugout. He won't yeah. stop. Like he's just like yeah. – He's like in the middle of a jam session on the dugout and no one can get him to stop jamming. And so we just play the inning with him jamming. <laughs> All right. This, this, okay. So here's, here's a question from me that this reminds you of. Okay. So you're a big jam band guy. I know Rocco Baldelli's a big like fish yeah. and grateful dead yeah. guy. How, how many other guys in the league do you think there are? that are really into this not, and how many are under 25? Oh, yeah. Not many, not uh, yeah. like, um, I would be shocked if it was as high as 25. I don't think it's that high at all. Like, I think you probably count them on one hand. Um, um, are you willing to out any of them here? <laughs> I honestly don't know another one. Like, okay. Like, okay. Wow. All right. Personally, like I know, like, I don't know how much um, Clevenger from San Diego. Um, I think he has a grateful. He has the look anyway. Well, I think he has a Grateful Dead mm. tattoo. Um, okay. Okay. You know, uh, I have a I have a couple now too. So like, I want I want people to know <laughs> that I have a favorite Dead show. 
Yeah. <laughs> but most players, it's hard to come out of it with that kind of thing. Most players probably aren't going to like reveal themselves until they've retired. Yeah, I don't blame them. So, I don't blame them because like Kanban fans can be as insufferable as any other fan base. Um, uh-huh. Because like I'll tweet something about like fish, and somebody will inevitably be like, "That show sucked." And i'm like i don't know i liked it like (laughs) um, yeah okay trevor hildenberger poor trevor hildenberger was getting roasted for some f1 comments he made yeah in the same kind of vein yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah but i honestly don't like to give you an idea like on the at the end of may of this season um i reached 10 years of major league service time which is a which is a very big deal for players and it's something i'm very proud of um yeah but like the the video coordinator um put fish uh on spotify over the clubhouse like stereo um (laughs) like you know for me like it's my day like you know they're they're roasting me all day like there were pictures of me in high school and college on all the tvs and the clubhouse oh my god (laughs) eric fetty um put together like a presentation where he read like a bunch of like uh good and bad things that have happened like during my career like the one that i liked the most was that i've gotten four at bats in the major leagues and i've made five outs um <laughs> one time they let me swing i grounded into a double play um but like um and so like after that was over like the team presented me with um with a bottle of ace of spades champagne and they signed the case that it comes in and it's like it's a cool thing like um yeah but and so like after it was done like the 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 video guy was like he put fish on uh the clubhouse stereo and it lasted one and a half songs before somebody was like (laughs) Yeah, but those songs were 12 minutes each. So it's okay. yeah. Yeah. There might not be very many players in the That's league who are but every single video guy If is. we go by yeah. the number yeah. of songs, yeah, it might have only been one and a half, but it was 45 minutes of, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, lifelong Phillies fan from the Discord says uh what do you think it would take to make the league a safe environment for players to come out and uh, i don't think lifelong phillies fan is talking about as a uh, jam band fan here uh, <laughs> i genuinely thought that's where you're going for a because <laughs> lauren was just making the joke so i'm like yep, oh we're no, still yep, in the bit yep, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i figured that would be the good uh transition no pun intended there for now <laughs> First of all, like, I think the biggest thing that we need to do a better job of doing in Major League Baseball, probably in sports in general, is like, there's just like a fundamental lack of misunderstanding about the LGBTQ community. Like, and there's so much misinformation now in the media, Mm -hmm. like it's fucking gross. And um, I think baseball is still a pretty conservative space. And so, like, these guys are being, you know, their only interaction with uh, the LGBTQ community is through, you know, um, Instagram and, and, and TikTok. Like, this, some of the stuff that's, like, stochastic terrorism um, right. and, um, you know, monologues from cable news guys that are just, like, mm-hmm. incredible. Like, so, like... 
I think we have like a little bit of a ways to go when it comes to like educating people and that it, it make it, it frustrates the hell out of me. Um, and, um, it, but like, I also think that first of all, I, I do think there's clubhouses in the league where like it, it could happen and the player would be totally accepted. Um, and yeah. I think, uh, every clubhouse is different. Um, I think at the end of the day, players want to name those clubhouses win more than anything. And if you have a player that's helping the team and being a good teammate and like, um, you know, I, I think, you know, that kind of representation and, and could, could really help things. Um, but like, I don't know if that's the case across the board. I can't speak for the other clubhouses that I haven't been in. Um, you know, how much of a temperature do you have on clubhouses that aren't yours? Like, uh, like how much, how much of a vibe do you get about other teams' clubhouses? It depends. There's some teams where, like, I might know guys or have played with guys who are now in that clubhouse, and you know, over the course of a season, when you play that team or you're just catching up, you, you're texting back and forth. Like, you pick up on things. Like, you get, you know, you're asking them how it's going, and that's one thing players always ask. Like we don't ask each other like how's your season going because like we see the stats we see how yeah like, that stuff it's like how do you like it over there like how are the guys in the clubhouse like what's the vibes you know like mm-hmm. um so you you do get a sense of that um you know pretty quickly um without having to get too deep into it so um it just depends there's you know, I've been in the league for a while so I, I do have a lot of like former teammates kind of scattered around the league so there's some teams that like I'll watch and root for just because like I, you know, I've heard the vibes are good. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, then there's other teams where it's like, uh, I don't really know anything about at all. Um, so, um, but like back to the question, like the, uh, I guess the short answer is like, I don't know. Um, the, the <laughs> other part of the answer is like, uh, that's why like I want to keep like speaking out. I want to, be like a player that's trying to get other players to open their minds a little bit and, and um, you know, understand some things, um, you know, how things really are and not just like what they see on social media or on the news and shit like that. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think it's, it, I think it's, it's going to happen at some point. Like, um, yeah. 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 And, you know, I mean, the reality is it has happened and players didn't feel comfortable in the moment, like sharing that with their teammates. And that breaks my heart. And I, I, you know, I hope we get to a point where it doesn't have to be that way. Absolutely. And to your point about bridging that knowledge gap, I I will say uh, Batting Around LLC is a podcast first, but we do also run a DEI consulting firm. If anybody (laughs) in MLB wants to give us a call absolutely oh yeah i'll 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 do a seminar for for whatever baseball team wants to hear from me yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely i'm I'm not the correct person to do that i'll I'll do it i don't have that much going on it's all right um (laughs) okay um let's do one more quick one here because we've been going a while uh novels on our discord uh appropriate question for the name I know he's a big reader, so I want to know what his favorite books of the year are and if there's anything he's digging into this offseason. 
Hell yeah, Sean Doolittle book chat. Is that for Steven or is that for Sean? I don't, I'm going to assume it's Sean though. That's for me, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Let me, I'm I'm looking at my uh, I'm I'm pulling up my my Goodreads. Why would that be for me? I don't read. I no, know. I, I I'm do just re- joking. I tried- didn't explicitly say Sean in the question. That's the joke. Give me a break, Steven. <laughs> While you're digging that up, uh, I uh, I just started and I will continue to read on my vacation this week. Read me. TXT, the oh, hell yeah. Chelsea Manning book. Right on. I got I got a copy of that to read on vacation. That and Chainsaw Man. I was in uh I was in Portland a few months ago and I went to a used bookshop that specializes in uh horror and sci-fi mm. and I purchased a sixty-five dollar uh book that was a nineteen thirty two original print of Who Goes There, the short story collection that includes the story that became the movie The Thing. Cool. Hmm? And it's That's cool find. I am excited to read it when my brain will allow me to, but I am very <laughs> bad at reading. Um I think so I'll, I I will say I didn't read as much this year. Um the injury uh to my elbow um kind of threw me for a loop mentally and i had it was your reading elbow it was like i normally put that book right you know right in the (laughs) crook of my elbow um but i i i couldn't i had trouble for a long time like focusing enough and and being able to read um so my my volume took a hit but i did read i read a trilogy it's called the Raven Shadow Trilogy. It's a fantasy fiction series um, by Anthony Ryan that I really, really liked. Um, those books were a ton of fun. He's a Scottish author. Um, it's very, I mean, it's very similar to some games of Game of Thrones stuff. Um, uh, that's my probably my one of my favorite genres to read. Um, right now, I'm reading <clears throat> reading a biography of Michael Collins. Uh, the Oh, cool! Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> so my let's go. My wife and I went to Ireland right after the season on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never been there. Um, oh shit! Where'd you go? Uh, we went all over. We her family is originally from County Cavan. Um, we so mm-hmm. we went up there and I loved it. It was absolutely beautiful there. I thought it was incredible. It's everything like I kind of pictured when I thought of rural Ireland with the rolling hills and and the sheep and the cattle and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the small farms and stuff. Erin um, didn't believe me that I actually liked it. She was like, this is the equivalent of like going to like the American Midwest. Like, <laughs> deal. Um, People do that. Hey, though. hey come on. Come well, on. you know, like if you're a tourist, like how many tourists do you see wandering around like rural Iowa? Like you just don't, this yeah, doesn't right, happen. Right. And like, um, that was the first place. We- no, but they do come to Mall of America. Which <laughs> <called> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I do not hey, know why. Hey, I went to the Mall, Mall of America <laughs> yeah, as a tourist this yeah. summer and it rocked. It's I went on like, a roller coaster. That's the American equivalent of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> we went so we went there then we went uh then we kept going west we went to westport in uh in mm. mayo then we went down to doolin in galway and then we went to dingle and Kerry. um and we were there for like 10 or 11 days and it, it was amazing um it's awesome uh, contrary to the my appearance i'm not irish um at all 
Um, but like, I got asked for directions like multiple times. Like, I was, your name's like, your name's Sean. You can fit yeah. That's in. what I'm saying. I told people that, and they were like, "What do you mean you're not Irish?" I don't. Know. I was like, "I don't know." Like, I guess my parents just like the name. Like, I'm Scottish. Like, I'm not Irish. Um, uh, sorry to disappoint, but um, you married into it. I did. It was right. a, it was an incredible trip, and uh, we spent the last day like wandering around Dublin Castle. Um, in, in, in the city. And I wanted to learn more about Michael Collins and, um, the rising and Irish independence. So, um, I, I'm like halfway through it right now and it's fascinating. That's really cool. Fuck, yeah. I, like half a second, I thought you meant Michael Collins, the astronaut. And I was like, hell yeah. Third man in Apollo 11. Let's go. <laughs> I want to oh, I wanna be, I wanna be clear. I want to be clear that I knew who you were talking about. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, listen, well, who's the I astronaut? could go either way on one of those. Like you could think, like, yeah, J- oh, is it Jane is a I'm I'm you're the you're the in, in the way. middle you're the middle of me and Lauren in the yeah, Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't know much about astronauts. Like I'm terrified of space, but no, you should um, yeah, don't go to space. Yeah. Yeah. The the um the one astronaut I would read a biography of is the guy that got his picture taken with his dogs. That oh yeah, cool. that guy <laughs> looks that guy? tight. Again, yeah, he's Again, vibes, vibes immaculate in that photo. Uh, yeah, no, so, you should be scared of space. You're, like, there's that William Shatner thing where he's like, "Yeah, I got to go to space. I, I looked at the Earth and it was beautiful, and I looked on the other side and it was just nothing but death." <laughs> it's like, dude, that's fucking Captain Kirk, and he's saying, "Don't go to space." Like, as as dumb as it is that like we got these billionaires like Bezos and Musk that are trying to go to space, uh-huh. I'm like. I'm like, fine, go. go. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it, coward, it so much, I dare you. If you love it so much, go and don't come back. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> All right, yeah, on that note, I think that's a good note. That's, that's a perfect button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sean, thank you so much for putting up with us here. Uh, really, really appreciate your insight on all this stuff. That was great. This was fun as hell. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. Awesome. And if you're listening to this, uh, don't have another watch along planned for October, but I think we're going to try to do one on November 1st, uh, which is a Tuesday. So it's going to be right smack dab in the middle of the World Series there. I think it's game four. Game four. Yeah. But the final can... guaranteed game. Yeah. So you can. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash batting around and sign up there if you want to get in on that. These watch alongs have been a lot of fun. And we got I will be I will be more, tailgating huh? prior to that game and then coming home to join the watch along. So if uh, uh-huh. if that strikes your fancy, it's going to be fun. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy World Series. Bye. Bye.